Wikipedia.org is a massive site with over 5,275,000 articles in English alone. Whoa, that's a lot. Many people can tell you the accuracy of this knowledge, but Ben Graw, this is the Ben voice, and Garth Remington, this is the Garth voice, are not even smart enough to determine what is true and what is not. Yeah, they're kind of dumb. If knowledge starts conversation, then they will review Wikipedia pages for their entertainment value and find which pages are boring. That's boring. Leave me alone. You're such a loser. And which are interesting. That's so interesting. Wanna have sex? They're doing one page at a time and they're not stopping till they've done every single one. They're going to do all of them? This is the Wiki Review. Ali would love that, by the way. <laughs> Here's your 60 bucks. Now shut up. Lexicon. Good word. My word of the day. Ooh, it's working. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And this episode, we're going to tell you that you can get a subscription to Wiki Review every episode that you want to get for just $100. And you can get such episodes such as this episode, which is the list of confidence tricks. Ooh, I'll take three. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, if you want to send us $100, you can download every episode of Wiki Review for free. For free, barring the $100. Don't tell them that. <laughs> I had them in the palm of my hand. You ruined it. Hey, I'm confident about this trick. You were very confident. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> but I don't think that one will be on here. Well, maybe it might be. Selling something that's free. We'll find out, won't we? I haven't gone through the list. But essentially what we're looking at is a list of all the scams, flim-flams, and tricks run by pricks that you've ever heard or haven't heard. And what I love best about it is they all get cool names. They are reprehensible scams. Things that you go, you're a bastard for doing it. But they gave them cool names. So you kind of got to give them some credit. Well, you got the contents here, which is pretty much one of the most entertaining parts on the page because everything just makes you think, what is it? None of them make any sense to run through them. Salting, Spanish prisoner, pig in a poke, in brackets, cat in a bag. What the hell is that? White van speakers. (laughs) Pig in a poke or cat in the bag. That does sound interesting. The fiddle game, which I hope that's not a pedophile thing. (laughs) Yeah, it does sort of make you think of the Pied Piper. (laughs) Leading a bunch of children into a really uh, destroying of life situation. Pied Piper, you don't really hear about him much these days because there is that sort of pedophile undertone too. There is, isn't there? Because from what I remember, he got rid of all the rats using his uh, pipe. Then no one paid him any money. So he led all the kids away with the same pipe because kids listen to the same music as rats. (laughs) Drowned all the kids. And that was like, well, serves you right for not paying us. Why didn't he drown the people who didn't pay him? (laughs) Doesn't that make more sense? Imagine you're one of those kids like you're just playing in the street. Oh, there's rats everywhere. I wish someone would do something. Oh, the rats are gone. This is cool. We can finally go outside and play. Let's do some hopscotch. Oh, now I'm dead because my dad's a deadbeat. I mean, I already have to live in the crappy house because he's a cheap bastard. See, I don't have any kids and I don't like the kids who live in my neighborhood. 
<laughs> so I would be the person who's going, this is sweet. Last week, all the rats completely disappeared. This week, all the kids completely disappeared. This neighborhood's getting better all the time. <laughs> this is going to really up the real estate prices. <laughs> I'm going to make a fortune. I've never thought of that. It's the same with the Bible story about the firstborn getting killed. If you don't have any kids, you just feel like, this is pretty all right. There's no kids running out in front of my cart as I'm driving down the road. When I go to the supermarket, because I'm pretty sure ancient Egypt had supermarkets, there's no kids running around the aisles. There's not some mum there with all her spawn clinging off the trolley. Suddenly everything's a lot better. And if you're the second born, you're just like, cool, I get all my older brother's stuff. Yes. I'm first in line now. <laughs> Which as a second born, yeah, that's cool. See, when they start going, they're going to kill all the first born sons. That's when you hear the feminists get real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what about the first born women? No, no, no. This is men's games. Okay. <laughs> that's a man's game. This has nothing to do with this. You created it. You fix it. Okay. That's when they start going, we're girls. We don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a girl. <laughs> so what is salting? Salting or salting the mine, as they probably said in ye old times, a term for a scam in which gemstones or gold ore are planted in a mine or on the landscape, duping the mark into purchasing shares. Now we should backtrack. A mark, if you don't know this already, a mark is the person that they're trying to scam. You call the person you're trying to scam a mark. I always thought it was this guy called Mark who was always getting ripped <laughs> off by these people. How does he even keep getting money? Just, <laughs> how many people are called Mark? That's a horrible name for your kid. You're a stooge. You're going to be the butt of every scam. But yeah, so salting is planting gold or gems in the land and then acting like it's full of it and making people buy the land which I'm guessing this is Gold Rush era. Isn't that kind of like the Ponzi scheme where someone invests like $1,000 and then you give them like five grand back and then you're like, do you know what you should do? You should invest a hundred grand. So they've seen that they can get a little return and then you're like, now if you invest a real big amount, you'll get back even more. You'll get back 500,000. Well, a Ponzi scheme, it is on this and we will get down there and there's a lot of boring business investment finance stuff I can tell you about it. This is different. Made famous by Deadwood, the series, if you haven't watched it. This con was also featured in Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete? What's Sneaky Pete? Oh, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. What was his name? Stream on Amazon Prime Video. I don't think it did too well. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in My Name is Earl. He was in Ted. He deserves a shout out, but I can't remember his name. Is it this guy? Gil- Giovanni Rabizzi. That's why I've never learned his name. It's kind of difficult. I thought he was like someone's brother. When you hear the name Giannato Rabizzi, none of you people have any idea who we're talking about, but if you see a picture of him, you bang, you'd be like, oh, that guy. He's one of those, oh, that guy. You've yeah. seen him in movies. He was the younger brother in Gone in 60 Seconds. He was also the creepy guy who was trying to get Ted in the first Ted movie. And he was one of the people who wanted to kill the blue cats in Avatar. The blue cats. <laughs> he was one of the businessy people too. He wasn't one of those foot soldier type guys. Generally doesn't get to play the nice thing, does he? No, he usually plays a sleazy douchebag. Very relevant that he's on the scam page. And he was in My Name is Earl. I can't remember what his character's name was. He broke out of prison in my name as hell. I remember that. He was a friend of Earl's, but he was in a movie where he salted people. So as usual, playing a very likable character. As always. What's next? The Spanish prisoner. The modern variant is known as the Nigerian letter scam. It's the same scam that's gone through generations. We've done this Spanish prisoner scam, which without even reading it, we all know the Nigerian scam. And there's a prince, 
Yeah, and he's going to give you lots of money if you just send him just a little money. So apparently this started with a Spanish prisoner. I've got all this money, but if you give me a little bit, then I can get out of prison and give it to you. When you hear the Nigerian letter scam, you always wonder how could somebody fall for that? But it's a question of there's that many people. If you send it out to enough people, there are enough idiots out there. And also, turns out old people are really gullible. Well, they have the grandparent scam up here or something like that, which I'm betting I already know what this is. Before we click on it here's my guess you call up random old people and you say hey i'm your grandson i'm stuck in a foreign country something bad has happened can i have some money the bet is maybe there's an old person you call who's not very close to their grandson but would probably just send them money and i'll add to that it's also important that you don't tell my parents that this is a secret between us have a look grandparents scam gets a call or email from claiming to be their grandchild boom Boom. right there (laughs) in trouble abroad look at that you're astoundingly accurate on this it's always abroad because that's part of the scam because they want them to send money via like a west union or some way because also that means that they can scam the whole world and don't tell your parents there it is because they would only get upset what i think is flawed about what they've written here yeah they did actually say that don't tell the parents because they'll only get upset we hit every note of this without having (laughs) to read it it says a grandparent gets a call or email what grandparents getting an email that's not true they're calling them don't email you're not going to get anything out of it would you feel bad if your grandparents fell for this going well that means they probably don't know me that well well i would take it as a opportunity for retribution i would track the person down and kill them in their sleep mainly to get the money back well i know my grandparents don't know me (laughs) but also knowing i only have one grandparent left and she wouldn't pay anything to get me out of trouble (laughs) that person who called up my grandma to say oh i'm garth and i need help i'm abroad well you got yourself into this mess you get yourself out (laughs) i can't go running around picking up after you he gets a three-hour lecture exactly (laughs) and he'd be on there like all right maybe when she's done she'll see some compassion no. <laughs> he just gets frustrated, goes, ma'am, it's a scam. Just bye. <laughs> I'm sorry to have wasted your time. <laughs> they have like under this down here, I can see fortune telling fraud. Which I put that down to any kind of fortune telling. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And fortune telling is fraud. It is fraud. It's complete fraud. But more into this, let's read it. One traditional swindle involves fortune telling. In this scam, a fortune teller uses his or her cold reading skill to detect that a client is genuinely troubled rather than merely sinking entertainment or is a gambler complaining about bad luck. The fortune teller informs the mark, ah, there's that word, that he is the victim of a curse and that for a fee... A spell can be cast to remove the curse. So just fortune telling and curse removal, which has always been a scam as long as you know. That sounds like an awesome one. Just to go up to someone and go, hey, you're cursed. If you give me 20 bucks right now, I'll remove it. (laughs) (laughs) That's genius. Because it takes you like no effort. You don't even have to ask for that much money. Then you get the money and you're like, yeah, the curse is removed. Wait, Mm -hmm. don't you have to do something? Uh, flimity flam. (laughs) Okay. See you later. And then you just walk up to the person right next to them. Hey, you're cursed. If you could convince somebody that their money was cursed. You have bad money. You need to give me your money. You can get new money out of the ATM. The problem where this all falls apart is that no one has money on them anymore. Your bank card is cursed. Don't even cancel it. Any contact to it will destroy you even further. Just give the card to me and don't ever check your bank balance. Or you get them to withdraw all their money and give it to you and you'll do like a cleansing process over it and give it back to them. But instead of giving it back to them you just fuck off (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, just give it to me I'll wash it I'll do this all for free because I'm a good person I want to help this is not a scam anytime anyone ever says it's not a scam it's totally 
totally a scam. See, it's funny when you see scams, how some of them sound utterly ridiculous. And the first thing you think is what kind of idiot would fall for that? I actually think that that's part of it. Let's say somebody tricked you into withdrawing all your money and they would cleanse it and then give it back to you, but they fucked off with your money. When you go to report this crime, you know you're getting laughed at. (laughs) You might just let it go. (laughs) Just so you don't look like the idiot who gave all your money to this person. But also it's that it's so stupid how could it possibly be a scam? No one would ever try this because who would ever believe it? So maybe it is true. The stupidest thing anyone could ever say about anything is no one would go to the effort to fake this. <laughs> People would go to the effort to fake ridiculous things. People yeah. would go to the middle of nowhere and put Bigfoot footprints out there just in the one in a million chance that somebody stumbles across it and goes, but who would go to this effort? There's no chance it would be seen. It's like the crop circles. Do you know how long it would take to make a crop circle? A long time and you're risking getting shot by a farmer whose corn you're ruining and what for so that people could go hey maybe this is aliens I don't think so no one thinks so except a couple of idiots who are probably friends of the people who did it so that they can justify why they spent a whole night tracing around a cornfield the best example I heard of this was a guy called James Randy who was a magician and what he used to do every single day is wake up and write down on a piece of paper I predict that I James Randy will die to today and today's date and he would put it in his pocket and on the off chance that he died that day somebody would stumble across it and everyone would believe that he had predicted his own death because <laughs> nobody would believe that someone would go to the effort to do that every single day it's so ridiculous and for what payoff like he won't even be around for it just to know that you can screw with people's heads yeah that's kind of worth it isn't it and that the end kinda... result of it was he ended up giving up on it and telling everybody that he used to do this so Every day he did that was for nothing. It's like he's hoping to die. Every morning you get up and go, I'm so sick of writing these notes. I wish I'd just die already so this is pay off. So have you ever seen the demon man or something? What? Well, there's a guy like this where he's got horns and shit, where they've actually got bone and they, they, put it there. It was coral that they had implanted? Yeah, that's right. It? Yeah. So it would grow? People ask him, why did he do this? And he said, well, a thousand for years from now, when they dig me up, they're going to have no idea what they're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Just to mess with people. To have a joke that you've set up that the punchline's a thousand years from now. And as a comedian, I kind of respect that. That's a commitment to a bit that you've got to love. I'm very into sword fighting and armor and stuff. I've got a friend who got Viking swords and Viking axes. He wants to be buried with them just for that exact same reason. So in a thousand years time, when archaeologists are going through the graveyard, they're like, okay, here's a person from, you know, 2020. Here's another person from... Wait, is that guy wearing chainmail? Why has he got a sword? None of this dates properly. Commitment to the bit. You got to respect it. I would like on my tombstone to have the years from 1645... to 1832. Because nothing would line up with any carbon dating or anything like that. And not only that, my lifespan's like over a hundred and something years now. None of it makes sense. Doesn't line up with what your body would be like. Completely get it off by like centuries. That'll mess with people. And it doesn't take much commitment on my side. It's just, that's someone else's problem. That's just a tombstone. The problem with that is you have to make sure that everyone who knows you, who might be around when you die, knows this and is going to do it. It's very important this gets done because most people they bitch out when it comes to death they don't understand the commitment of a comedian no 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 this is gonna be hysterical we're gonna all be like mourning and no don't do that this is gonna be funny i want everyone to be 
snickering. Doug Stanhope talks about committing suicide. He will do it as soon as he can figure out a really great, funny way to commit suicide. So that people will go, hey, did you hear Doug Stanhope committed suicide? Oh, that's so sad. No, 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 you gotta hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this one kind of just stood out to me looking at this contents here. Fake antivirus. Which is, you've been poisoned and I'll give you the antidote. That's even better than the curse one. That is, you've literally, you're going to give them something. That's now involving medical science. This is the update. Curses don't work anymore. People are kind of evolved. Science has taken over. What do we do? Well, instead of a curse, why don't we make it a virus? Oh, wait, it's a computer virus. Yeah, I just read that too and I'm severely disappointed. Let's just continue on our scam for a bit. All right, so what you do is you get like some Red Bull and you put it in a bunch of test tubes. And then you go around and tell people that they've been poisoned because there's been a contaminant and for like 10 bucks you'll sell them the antivirus. <laughs> the anti- that's great. Also, there's no such thing as an antivirus because viruses can't be cured. Yeah, but if you're scamming that's people, that's scam. all part of the scam. In a scam, science is whatever you want it to be. I like it too because now we're faking being doctors. <laughs> that's way more illegal. If you go up to someone and say, you've got a curse, but I can remove it. That's not technically illegal because that person's an idiot if they believe it and go through with it. But if you say, you have a virus and I can heal you, you're breaking the law. That is actually illegal <laughs> on so many levels. But your success rate, way better. Because you got to remember, I'm also wearing a white lab coat. <laughs> And I've got like a stethoscope around my neck. Carrying a clipboard and test tubes and one of those doctor on the head reflecto things. Yeah. He's got the lab coat. Clearly he knows what he's talking about. It's hard not to believe that guy. Exactly. (laughs) The fact that he's walking around a supermarket. Don't let that fool you. Uh, But this is one where they make you download a virus pretending that it's an antivirus thing. Oh yeah, which is pretty standard for viruses. Which, yeah, computer thing. Malware, which is supposed to protect you. It's actually destroying you. And this next one, phishing. Yeah, I was just reading that. Spelt P-H, phishing, because it's cool. So I think it's something where they just send you to an incorrect website. It's basically they'll send you something where you can buy it on eBay, but it will bring you to a page that's not the eBay page. It's their page that looks like the eBay page. So you're giving them your credit card details, not eBay. Or they're just trying to get basic information. My girlfriend, Ali, she had something like this similar. She's trying to buy tickets to a concert that's coming up and she wants to get in while they still have tickets. So she's waiting for it to come online. And they said it's going to come online today, I think, or tomorrow morning. But this morning, suddenly there are all these websites able to sell her tickets (laughs) that somehow knew that she was searching these pages and they're not real websites. They're just trying to get your money. So they're phishing. They are phishing. (laughs) PH phishing because it's cool. Because this is on the online scams. Haven't scam artists got lazy? The internet has made everything so much easier for scam artists. Well, you can do a lot at once to send out 3,000 emails. Takes you no time, no money. If you were to mail that, that's going to cost a lot of money and if you're going to go face to face that's a lot of time a lot of effort but you can just get a computer to do this indefinitely until you get a hit and your success rate can even be very ridiculously low One in a million and you'll still make money I know there's a lot of ATO scams going around at the moment because they've started using email and the internet which means that everyone who uses email or the internet is now getting scammed or attempted scam there was a woman just last week I know of got called up said that she could go to federal prison or something that she broke the tax laws 
of our constitution. There's no tax laws in our constitution. She actually had a tax debt though. That's why she believed it. Mm. She was told, you have to pay this now. She went down to the post office to pay it. And it's only after she'd written it up, given it to the guy behind the counter. The guy behind the counter looked at it and went, oh, that's a scam. Don't give him money. This isn't real. She would have paid the money if it wasn't for the post office guy. (laughs) I was just thinking when you were telling me that, I know someone who had a very similar story happen to them. And I probably won't say their name, even though Matt doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) 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 But he got called up by the tax office. And you can't see, but I'm doing air quotes. And they were saying to him that he had like a big tax debt and he had to pay. And they even threw in that thing. If you hang up the phone, we have to put through a warrant for your arrest and police will come through to arrest you and you'll go to jail. And they said they had a deal with Apple and iTunes, where if he bought a bunch of iTunes vouchers. So he went down to the local Woolworths and asked for three grand worth of iTunes vouchers. He actually did it. And the person said he wants three grand worth and they said yeah yeah well I got this tax thing and they're gonna do this thing it's like oh yeah we had a staff meeting where they told us about this because it's been coming up a bit this is actually a scam that someone's doing there is no Mm. tax thing and you can call these people and tell them and so he called them which was a scam line and they said yeah yeah yeah, don't pay these people this is complete Mm. bullshit and again by the person behind the counter saved him which is also the thing that when these scams go around that is good that businesses are going look if somebody asks for this weird thing let them know that they're being scammed because they could have just made three grand worth of sales but to, yeah to go to that effort and say this is a scam don't do it okay let's start from the top you cannot go to jail for not paying your tax debt there is no way anyone can ever go to jail <laughs> for that that is a fact you can go to jail if you commit tax fraud <laughs> if you're a drug dealer and you're not paying your taxes you can get in trouble for that but not paying your tax debt that goes through debts that's a different thing apple has nothing to do with the ATO. (laughs) Nothing at all. Okay, because we get this all the time when you get your scam emails, because there's that many crappy emails out there. You get it from ANZ Bank or something, but you can tell just by looking at it, it's not right. We're of that age where you can just look at it and go, something's off about this. The logo's a bit out or the Mm. font or something sets you off. When someone says Apple about a tax debt, you know it's a total scam. I used to tell people the story where I would say it very legitimately, like my brother got called by the tax department and this is what happened and people would get interested and then soon as they say and then they said that you know they had this deal with iTunes and their face would always make this distinct thing of like huh. wait does he know this is a scam and that wasn't legitimate and if <laughs> if he paid that because you sort of made that face where you're like he didn't give them three grand in iTunes vouchers did please he? tell me he didn't. please tell me this story doesn't end like that I have heard that one too it is a well-known scam because we're going to talk about the morals involved in scamming I'm a big believer that I'm a big boy if one of these scams worked on me that's my fault if I'm that stupid as to think that Apple would have a deal with the ATO they should have my money I know I've been scared scammed at least twice. First time is a confusing math scam and I can't even fully explain how it worked out. But essentially someone gives you money and then they play around and ask for change. And I know, you know this that, one. You know that one? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay, so I'll give you $20. I've got a $20 note, but I need the change. So can you hold that? All right, now give me five. All right, but wait a second. I've got a da-da. And it goes back and forth until you lose track of the money and somehow they end up with all your cash. Yeah, I was behind a bar in London and some guy came 
came in and just bought a single shot of vodka and did this scam with me. And it's something that when it's being done to you, you are very confused trying to do the math and stuff. (laughs) But you sort of don't want to start again. So you just sort of go with it. And afterwards it was like, oh, shit. (laughs) It worked just long enough for him to get the hell out. Pretty much. By the time I'd figured out what had happened. He'd had his drink and gone. So it is something that you could do, but I don't think you could do to the same place over and over again. If he came and tried that same shit with me again, I would have figured it out pretty quick. (laughs) Just having the balls to do that. I'm just going to get a drink for free. In fact, they're going to pay me. There's always been part of me that's like, I figure since I've been done with that, I'm owed one of them. I've always wanted to pull off that scam just to be on the other side of it. Just because (laughs) I was scammed with it. It's one of those, you can't be mad at them because they accomplished something. Like, Mm. well, he tricked me. It's like watching a magician. You don't get mad that you can't figure out the trick. Yes, I lost money to this guy, but it was kind of entertaining. I'd waste way more than that on a pokey machine. I want to do like a TV show where we go around doing little confidence tricks and stuff. Because I figured then if it's part of a TV show, if it backfires, it's like, oh no, no, we weren't really trying to scam you. It's a TV show. We would have given you stuff back. It's fine. So what you're saying is we're going to go around scamming people, but we will now involve a camera. And depending on whether the scam works or not is whether we will actually destroy the recording or keep it. (laughs) Yeah, if we get away with the scam, then we just like bury that footage and we keep the money. (laughs) It'll appear on Wikipedia as the wiki review camera scam. (laughs) There you go. It's a scam upon a scam. Ooh. I've invented a new scam. We have missed the, a lot of these are broken up into different categories. The first one is get rich quick schemes. Which is the salting and the Spanish prisoner. There are two things that I like about get rich quick schemes. First of all, they get you rich. And secondly, they do it quick. I like it better that it's a scheme. (laughs) And the get is my favorite part, I think. (laughs) You like to get. I like to get schemes. (laughs) If there's a scheme, I like to get it. Otherwise, I feel confused and stupid. Persuasion tricks. Which Which is the grandparent. And the fortune telling. And the romance scam, which we didn't get into, but pretty much guess what that one is. I'm a beautiful Russian woman and I'm totally in love with you. Send me money. Can I give you my credit card details? Only if you really love me. And the thing is, is the Russian woman you're talking to, they usually do look like Garth. Yeah, (laughs) just as hairy. Just as penis attached. The pictures they're sending you are of a model. It's some guy who's sending that out to a bunch of different people with a bunch of different pictures. Do you have any predictions on top of that? The person lives in a foreign country. I reckon it is Russia or Bali or something like that or some Asian-y yeah. countries. I'm guessing the money is to fly them over so they can be together. Or for a sick relative. All right, let's find out. Traditional romance scam has now moved into internet dating sites. Tick yep. one. The con actively cultivates a romantic relationship which often involves promises of marriage tick two however after some time it becomes evident that this internet sweetheart is stuck in his or her let's be honest her home country or a third country lacking the money to leave and thus unable to be united with the mark the scam then becomes an advance fee fraud or check fraud a wide variety of reasons can be offered for the trickster's lack of cash but rather than just borrow the money from the victim the con man normally declares that he has checked which the victim, uh, victim can, can cash, cash on his behalf and remit the money via a non-reversible transfer service to help facilitate the trip. Of course, the checks are forged or stolen. The con man never makes the trip. So yeah, it's for travel. There's always like a level at this where it's like, and this is how they deal with the money. And that's important because they either get you to send it via check or via some untraceable thing. Western yeah. Union gets used a lot. Any businesses where you can transfer money instantly and there's <clears throat> very little ideas needed to pick it up. 
This isn't a scam, but it is along the same lines. I had a friend who went over to Europe and he got off the plane. Walking through the airport, somehow he spent 20 grand on hire cars and then refunded the money, which someone went up to his wallet, tapped the card, went beep. And with that details, they purchased a whole bunch of hire cars and then immediately refunded it. So turn it into cash. Take the cash out, move on. Nothing can be done. There's no way of getting that back. Oh, the wow. money has been flushed immediately. Did I go into the second time I was scammed? What did I say no, that? you missed that. Wait, is this a scam? <laughs> oh, the first time. Yeah, you, you did that to build my confidence. Hmm. Now, if you're going to ask me to give you some change, I'm going to get a little pissed off right now. Fool me once. Oh, no, I just built up before where I said I've been scammed twice. And then we went into like the money thing, but I never went on about the second time <laughs> he thinks he's only been scammed twice he still doesn't know <laughs> what i did <laughs> all right what's the second scam oh no i wasn't going to go into it i was just mentioning that i never actually <laughs> went into it so what else is on here <laughs> <laughs> this is how the scam works you play a loop at first uh what's the pig in the poke or yes. the cat in the bag i'm not even going to guess because it sounds very flim flammy uh trickster this is going back to carnies almost isn't it late in the middle ages it started a sale of a suckling pig in a a bag so a piglet in a bag or a pig in a poke because apparently a poke is a bag mm. and the bag ostensibly contains a live healthy little pig but actually contains a cat not particularly prized as a source of meat if one buys the bag without looking inside it the person has bought something of less value than was assumed get the hell out of here this is where letting the cat out of the bag comes from whoa you thought it was a pig but instead you got a cat which i mean if you're looking forward to bacon that is the most depressing thing but did this actually work hey ben i've got this really valuable thing in this bag. Don't look at it, but would you buy it? It's actually a really good deal to buy right now. Would you ever do that? Why is the pig in a bag? Do they usually keep pigs in bags? I don't think so. That doesn't sound like it's too good for the pig. Well, if I was doing it, I would have a bag that had a pig in it and then a bunch of other bags that just had cats in it. And switch And up. then do like a little switch. So you see the thing, I'm like, oh yeah, just let me like strap it up for you. And then I'd do the swap. Ah, so yes. you would think you saw a pig in a bag, but then when you get home and you open the bag. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't want to open it when you're at the market because what the pig gets out. There you go. See, now you're figuring this out. Because I think the big thing with it is it has to be something like a pig that would move around a lot. And as soon as you open the bag, you know it's gone. I just think cats and pigs are so different though. Like, I suppose, no, no, no. Hey, what am I arguing? It's a scam that worked back in the Middle Ages. Back when pigs and bags were very trendy. When it was common, yes. It'd be kind of like if you bought a goldfish somewhere and then when you got home and opened the bag, you realized there was no goldfish inside. It was just painted on the plastic bag yes <laughs> this happens in uh turkey all the time in places of uh less reputable nature markets uh where they'll say you know this is a really cool artifact heirloom thing you want to put up in your house you want this one and you know i'll buy that and then they reach out and give you a pre-packaged one which is usually molded into the same shape as it but you open it up it's just a pile of crap or it's just broken or just crap in general always when you buy things like that watch them wrap it that's the rules let the cat out of the bag. But you could even think how even regular business works. When you go to buy something, you usually see the display model and then you just get a new one that you assume is exactly the same as the display model. When you see a TV in the store, you don't buy the TV you look at. No, you want a clean one. Yeah, because that one's been sitting in the store. Everyone's been touching it and looking at it. And you're just like, no, no, I want a new one in the box. But when you're, you're at JB Hi-Fi, you know where they're going to be. It's pretty reputable. There's a whole company. <laughs> you know you're not going to open it up in a bunch of Cats are gonna run out. <laughs> LG, you did it to me again. 
<laughs> Ali would love that, by the way. If I went and bought a new TV, opened it up, and it was just full of cats, I'm not getting rid of the cats. I wouldn't be able to return the cats for the actual TV. Even if it was, like, some weird factory mistake, like, we were meant to put a TV in there, but somehow we accidentally put cats in there. If I opened up a box and there were just a bunch of cats ran out and their excuse was factory mistake, I would be like, <laughs> what exactly happened at the factory where this mistake happened? Someone pushed the wrong button. How is there one button difference between a bunch of cats? <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. I'd just be interested. I will let this go if you explain to me the exact circumstance that five cats got into a TV box. I want to see this TV slash cat boxing company. <laughs> I want to check out this crazy factory. This is some Willy Wonka shit you've here. <laughs> Surprised there's not an Oompa Loompa coming out of there at me. But yeah, if I opened the box and there was a bunch of cats in there, I would just have a bunch of cats because Ali would not let me take them back. <laughs> They're mine! They followed me home! In fact, I'd suspect that was a scam by Ali to get cats. She managed to scam me out of two grand and get cats in the house. What if JB Hi-Fi wouldn't take it back until you caught all the cats? <laughs> It's for the manufacturers to be able to send the... Because that's what happens when you bring the TV. You've got to bring the broken one in and it has to come with all the parts. Otherwise, you can't get the new one. But then how would they know how many cats are in there? Probably because <coughs> they know how many cats normally go into the boxes of cats. It's like it's a 62-inch television, so there's 62 cats. <laughs> Just crammed in there. Well, it's for the rich people. It's what we use for packing. They don't want to have styrofoam touch their TV. <laughs> yeah, you know, a nice, soft kitty kitten. Some places it's cheaper than styrofoam. <laughs> It's got to be cheaper to make cats than styrofoam. Yeah, cats kind of look after that themselves. <laughs> in fact, most places, if you go, I don't know, like Newcastle around Australia, there's a cat problem. The hardest part is catching them. If you can get the cat, you can stuff them in a box, I guess. Don't do that. It's mean. But I think stuffing them in the box would be the hard part. Catching them would be reasonably easy compared to that. In fact, a hessian bag or something way easier than a cardboard box. Because have you seen what cats can do to cardboard? <laughs> They're not going to be in there for long. <laughs> And out they go. Ta-da! The cats do like hiding in boxes. They love a box. That's hours of fun to a cat. So if a cat's in a box and you put your hand in, it's getting scratched. Yeah, there's no way you're getting out of there. <laughs> it's like it's a little stalking game. An ambush it's set up. Someone's going to eventually put their hand in this box. <laughs> when they do, pay dirt! <laughs> so when you reach into the box to grab it out, you would just see all these little cat claws just go ching and just like come up at you. <laughs> I reached just in ma- Randomly t- swiping everywhere. <laughs> Um, we can't return that, so there's blood all over the box. <laughs> Fuck you! So that's pig in a poke, and that's where cat in a bag comes from. Who would have thought we would have come across that? All right, white van speakers. But without looking at it... Okay, before we look at it. What do you reckon? My prediction is... I reckon they want to sell you some speakers out of the back of a van. That sounds right, doesn't it? Because we've all heard of, you know, the white van. I bought it, they fell off a truck. These speakers, I've got them in the back of a van. I stole them from work, or I'm trying to whatever. I need to get rid of them quick, so I'm selling them on the street. And then you take them home and they're either crappy speakers or they're stolen speakers or they're not speakers at all. There's some cats in a box. <laughs> it's just like an empty shell with cat stuff in it. <laughs> Why do I keep getting cats? Every day I come home with more cats. Ali's loving this. But my couch is scratched to shit. I've had enough. 
typically from a white van. So don't buy anything from a white van. If it's a black van, you're fine. Yeah, we need to get one of those silver vans, dude, if we're going to do this. These guys seem legit. Look at the color. So without reading this word for word, just skimming over it. Yeah, it is pretty much what you said. It's also known as the Murphy game. This is the next bit of it. The people shopping for bootleg software, illegal pornographic images, bootleg music, drugs, firearms, or other forbidden or controlled goods may be legally hindered from reporting swindles to the police. Okay, so this is if you buy it out of the back of a white van, they're like, hey man, you want some drugs? You want some guns? They call it the speaker scam, but this applies to everything out of a white van. They should just call it the white van scam because it sounds better. If someone comes up to you and says, look, I, I got these stolen speakers, so I'll sell them to you really cheap. And you're like, oh yeah, sure, why not? When they rip you off, you're not going to go report it to police saying, I was trying to buy these stolen speakers. <laughs> Because you know you'll get in trouble. I heard of a guy, and this is probably just an urban legend. He walked into the police station, slammed some ecstasy down the table, and said, I want you to check this for me because I think it's fake. I bought these, and the guy ripped me off. That's awesome. I don't think he left that police station. But yeah, so it's called the Murphy Gang. What happens then if, say you're going through airport security and you're trying to smuggle drugs through. Yes. And so you've got your like bag of coke and they catch you and they test it and find out that you've been completely ripped off. You thought you were carrying coke through there and trying <laughs> to smuggle it through, but it turns out you just had like flour. Turns out you just shoved a condom full of flour up your ass. Can they get you with anything then? Because you, get- you thought you were doing something illegal. Like as soon as they tell you like, dude, you can go, that was just talcum powder you're like what (laughs) (laughs) you'd be outraged i mean the punishment would be walking out of customs with a whole room full of people laughing at you and the feeling of knowing you shove something up your butt for no purpose whatsoever no they're letting you go they give the bag back to you until you can take it with you (laughs) gonna walk out with this you don't need to shove it back up well you can if you want to put it back up there but you just walk out holding this tied up condom (laughs) i'm gonna go bake a cake with my flour (laughs) it smells like ass (laughs) <laughs> it's an ass cake. But they wouldn't be able to get you on anything, would they? No. Unless there's a law against bringing flour in. Is it illegal if I were to go through airport security and I strapped bags of flour to myself and all the time through questioning, I'm insistent going, no, this is just flour. I'm just keeping flour on me. <laughs> If you create a panic in line, then it's illegal. It's the same laws um, basically used for... You can take a gun anywhere. It's legal to carry your gun anywhere as long as you have it disarmed. Like, if it's loaded, that can technically be a problem if you're not properly licensed. But if you own a gun, have it licensed, you can take it anywhere as long as it doesn't cause a disturbance. So you are completely reliant on everyone else not to lose their shit. <laughs> so it's only illegal if other people do something. But that is a good scam. <laughs> you bring the... Fl- no, this is flour. He's got a bomb! No, it's flour. Get down. I will get down with my flour. And then they tested it. It's flour. It's flour. It is what I said. I told you this. I missed my flight because of you. You know security would fucking hate you, though. Yeah. They would just look at you with the most despised, probably worse than they look at the people who are trafficking (laughs) drugs through. Because the guys who are trafficking drugs, they'd be like, we get it. But like, we know you're deliberately being an asshole. And specifically to us, (laughs) you would get the rawest cavity search you've ever heard of. It wouldn't even stop at the knuckle. They'd really get up there. And they'd check your ass and then your mouth using the same glove in that order (laughs) he'd be like literally putting on the gloves and he's like look I know that I am going to find absolutely nothing and that you have nothing illegal on you but this is going to be the most thorough search of my career (laughs) hang on bring in big thumb Tony (laughs) huge carrot like fingers 
It's <laughs> actually his day off. We brought him in just for this. Now bend over or don't. It really doesn't matter. Uh, no lubrication will be provided. Because uh, it'd be funny. They would know that you've covered your bases where they're not going to find any drugs or anything on you if you're going to pull a stunt like this. But they would just go, we're just going to push our legal capabilities to how badly we can treat you and how much we can interrogate and search you. We legally can't arrest you, but legally we can spend the next half hour making this as uncomfortable for you as possible. And you might fall down some stairs. <laughs> And that's white vans. <laughs> there are a lot of scams on here. I want to look at the Badger game because I have no idea what a Badger game could be. Extorting or false injury tricks. If it's a false injury trick, I'm guessing it's something to do with a Badger was shoved down my pants and I need you to fix my cock. So I need this nurse to take a close look at it. I'm nowhere near. <laughs> no, not at all. The Badger game. Extortion is often perpetrated on married men. Okay. The mark is deliberately coerced into a compromising position a supposed affair for example then threatened with public exposure of his acts unless blackmail money is paid so basically it's the guy you know like some chick either has an affair with him sleeps with him and videotapes it well yeah that pretty much is it basically if you had an affair with a girl and she's then said to you well now you gotta pay me or I'll tell your girlfriend that is fair and I think if a guy is gonna cheat then go nuts anything above board I'm okay with any scam that hurts people who are scamming what I hate about this is it also encompasses a guy who isn't cheating on his wife and oh we've photoshopped some images or some chick just jumps on you and takes a photo in a compromising position that's a hard sell to your wife and or girlfriend isn't it or especially if they're both in the same room at the same time it does depend on your relationship okay i would like to think that if someone photoshopped something with me having sex with some girl that i could show that to my wife and she would laugh at it with me <laughs> i'd like to think we're that comfortable but yeah. imagine it was really good photoshop <clears throat> or it was a legitimate photo they just jumped on you maybe you're in the shower or something they snuck mm. into the place and took a photo with them and like you're like trying to fight them off but they managed to get the right angle or something that's a hard sell to your partner. No, you've got to believe me. I'm not cheating on you. You might even just pay it just to make it go away. And that's called, I believe, the honeypot. Do this or I'll tell them. And then once you've paid them, what's to stop them coming back a second time? Is the honeypot any different to the badger game? I think it's the same deal. I just I heard, it, I, I heard it on Archer. Thought I'd bring it up as though I know lots of stuff. Because they came back up here to see if I can... See a honey badger. A honeypot. A honey badger, I think, is a ethnic slur. <laughs> What's the bar bill scam? Ooh. All right, we'll do the guess on this. All right, what I'm thinking is you're sitting at a table somewhere. I come up to you and say, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll buy you guys a round of drinks. And you go, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then I go up to the bar and then I go, hey, that guy there's covering my bill. And I point to you and you wave. I'm guessing that's exactly what it is. That's what I'm thinking it is. It's common in Europe, especially Hungary, home of the con artist. A man who's a tourist is approached by an attractive woman or pair of women who start a conversation. It might also be when they drink with them and then walk away like, oh, we were on his tab. Ah, yeah. Just it's, girls getting their slut on. There's no difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, basically it. That's a, not as nice way of saying it, but yeah. yeah. It's not a scam. That's just girls getting slutty. And you know what? That's what you paid for. If you're there hanging out with two women and they're drinking with you and you have a bar tab, I think you just paid for that pleasure. You deserve every dollar you spend on that, mate. Yeah, the barbell scam is also called every strip club ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's called most interactions with women. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole sitting there and drinking with someone and letting them buy you drinks, even though you know there's no way they've got a chance with you. Do you reckon any guy has ever pulled this off? I don't think so. Well, first off, 
Do you reckon you a woman with money? Yeah. And secondly, you'd have to be able to convince her that your time or company is worth anything. Which, if man's company was on the stock exchange, the price would just plummet. It's worth nothing. Men's company comes free with the check like a fortune cookie. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I was just reading this because it might be a little different to what I was saying. Oh, it says at the bottom, the con can also be performed with a well-dressed man or gregarious local rather than an attractive woman. No, in theory, it can be done with a well-dressed man. <laughs> In practice, that has never happened. I think it means on a man. Like, if you see a guy who's well-dressed... Yeah, it can be a... He's like, he's in the gay community, it could work. (laughs) Yes. Some guy's like, oh, yeah, like, just hanging out with some dude, and he looks really rich. Like, maybe I should hang out with this rich guy. And then you go there, and no, he just has a nice suit, and he's going to leave you with the tab. Maybe it happens, like, when people go to those island places, like Fiji or Vanuatu, where they see the good-looking guy who they know has no money because no one in that country has any money, and they're like, yeah, I'll buy this guy drinks because the... The beers are like a dollar each. Like if I go to a place where the beers are a dollar each, I'll probably be very generous with buying people beers. I'm like, so I can buy everyone a drink here for 14 bucks. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I could use some friends. <laughs> I was planning to spend $50 a day while I was here. And I got to tell you, I'm struggling. <laughs> Can't get up to it. <laughs> I was just reading this and I think it's a little more involved this Barbell scam. Basically, two hot chicks or a hot chick or a well-dressed guy or a gregarious local. Let's just stick to the women because let's be real. All those others are hypotheticals. An attractive woman comes up to you and goes, oh my God, I really want to have sex with you at some point in the future. That's how you know it's a scam. No attractive woman's ever done that to you ever. Now, (laughs) that's how I'd know. They say, let's go eat here and get drinks. They go there, they get drinks, but they don't see either the menu doesn't have prices or it gets swapped later for a different menu with bigger prices, the bar is in on the scam. They've got some chick to go skank it up, bring you in, and then when you get the tab, it's huge because the prices are overinflated, but you agreed to it. You didn't look at the price, you didn't care, you're trying to be a big shot, (laughs) and you have to pay it. So if you own a bar and you want to make some money, all you need is some women willing to slut it up. They don't even have to have sex. Yeah, that's an interesting. You just get like a couple of girls and tell all your staff, all right, anyone who eats or drinks with them pays double the price. And you get your cut. That's how we work. They get their cut for doing that. That's how they make their money that's how you make your money it can also be done by a taxi driver who is in on the scam who can go oh i know a good bar for you very good food good drink good drink because you trust that guy well taxis are kind of rife with scams because you don't know how much a taxi costs especially in a different country you kind of get in a car they drop you off somewhere then they say a random number, number to you and you pay them that money yes. and some of them have figured out that they can just make up a number or say a high number and right, people don't really correct you and you, there's nothing well, what can you do? You've already made the trip. You can't not pay them. Then you're breaking the law. Sometimes when you get scammed in these third world countries, although you're paying well over the price that it actually costs, you're still paying less than you would pay for the same thing in <laughs> Australia. It's true. We scammed this guy. We've got a whole five Australian dollars. <laughs> and you're like, that was like the cheapest ride I've ever taken. <laughs> a clip joint. That's when you sell people joints, but then you cut half of it off before you give it to them and they don't realize. Damn it. I was going to say that same joke. Um, I reckon then it's got to do with a car then if it like clips you. It's got joint. So I reckon joint and given the terminology, a joint is like a place, like a bar. Yeah. I think joint might just be an old timey word for like a scam or something. Okay. I thought clip might be. (laughs) They're all words for scams. Yeah. I'm just pulling this out of my ass at the moment. We have no idea. Let's go down. I'll click clip joint. 
or flesh pot. Yeah, that wouldn't have made it any more easier to guess. <laughs> Is it like a honey pot? Isn't it's usually a strip club or entertainment bar technically claiming to have adult entertainment or bottle service. So a place where there's naked women and alcohol. So just a strip club? Or they might call it a gentleman's club. They're all strip clubs. They have watered down drinks, excessively high prices. I'm waiting to see how this is just not. How is this any different from any strip club ever? Tricked into paying money and receive poor or no goods. Yeah, that's what a strip club is. You walk in like... That's just any club, really. If you're going into the place expecting to get laid, you're just going to spend a lot of money and not get laid. That's what every club I've ever been into. I've only ever gone to clip joints, it turns out. What is not a clip joint? Wait, are there clubs where you can go into and get reasonably priced drinks and actually have sex with someone? (laughs) No way! Definitely not in the same club. Not me! Because you can go to, like, a brothel and pay, like, extraordinary amount for everything, like, for the sex and the drinks. Or you can go to a shit bar and pay... Yeah, go to, like, a, a lawn bowls club. Yeah. And they'll give you, like, decently priced drinks, but you're not getting laid there. Well, you can, well, but you, you can. don't want to. Hey, Ethel's got her eye on you. Her good eye, not the lazy one. And when you're at that point in drinking of the night where you're like, well, how long could she live? And she's got a bit of money. Three-card Monty. You know what that is. Get the red, put your head. Get the black, set your back. That's cool. That's a really long explanation for what is essentially just the card game where you got to pick one. Yes. And it's rigged so you can't win it. And it's also the shell game. I think sometimes it's called Pinochle. It doesn't say it on here, so no. <laughs> and it doesn't exist. <laughs> You're wrong. I've always liked where you get the guy in first who's just winning and cleaning up, but that guy's in on the scam. <laughs> be like you're doing your three card Monty setup and then you just point to me and go you sir would you like to play I'm like yeah I guess I could and I come in and I just fucking clean you out and you're like oh I got a little more money left if uh. someone wants to come in and win it <laughs> and then that person completely screwed <laughs> screwed that's the important thing in all these scams it always helps to have like a hype man who seems completely uninvolved that's a great deal I'll try it wow I wish I had the money for that that's a bargain I'll take three <laughs> Because it's just that impulse that if you see somebody go up and do something and then they get a heap of money, you instinctively go, well, how can I do that thing and also get that heap of money? Hey, you, sir, would you like a try? (gasps) I'm going to make some money. Because the guy's coming up going like, well, this guy, he is the worst three card Monty player I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) Which I do wonder with any of these games of three card Monty, are any of them legitimate? Because you think it's still got to be in the house's favor because you've got a one and three chance of winning if the game's legitimate. So someone who's just good at like shuffling so you can't really tell so it makes it down to a guess. Have you ever actually tried to play this game? It's really hard to scam people with this. It has to be a scam otherwise it wouldn't work. If you just moved the cards around and they had to figure out which one it was, you'd lose every time as the house. So either you've got to pocket the card, move it, there's got to be some sort of scam in play and I just read there, they also like to include a pickpocket while the person's paying attention. (laughs) You're not losing fast enough. Exactly. You may be winning every time, but every time you put that money in your pocket, more money gets taken, all the money gets taken out. He just goes through and he like grabs out 50 bucks and goes, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep the rest for later. And he puts the 50 bucks on the table, puts the wallet in his pocket. And then I just come up behind him, take the wallet out. (laughs) All right. And you take the $50. Yes. (laughs) Variant of this scam exists in Mumbai, in India. The shill says loudly to the dealer that his cards are fake and he wants to see them. He takes the card and folds a corner and says in a hushed voice to the audience that he has marked the card and he plays so like as the shill you're there going oh man why am I losing instead of winning I'm losing you know what let me see the cards and then you pinch a corner and then you turn around you go I've marked it take advantage of him but you've marked not the red one but the black one and you fell for it 
<laughs> so that's the scam on the scam. I like this. This is like that movie Inception. See, I love where they introduce the pickpockets as well because it's like, all right, we're scamming people, but we're not scamming them fast enough. <laughs> we need to be more efficient. Although I think that's less about an actual scam. That's just pickpocketing. Another variant that we could have done is three card Monty. You know, the person that steps up to play and while they're concentrating, I hit him over the back of the head with a lead pipe and take all this shit. Is that a scam? Does that count or is that just robbery? Best thing, if you had the most intricate scam ever that you set up and you got this person to believe and then when they showed up, you just hit them with a lead pipe, took their money and ran. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, did you really need the story? It's for my benefit, not theirs. Back up to the contents. What sticks out? We said it before, fiddle game under gambling tricks, number five. It's a gambling trick, but doesn't it sound like pedophilia? I reckon it's while you're sitting down playing poker with someone, they get someone to come in and abduct your children. (laughs) That must be it. <laughs> and then throw them into the ocean. So you feel like you've, you, they have a pipe. Yeah. They lead them there. <laughs> you may have won $100 at the blackjack table. We sold your kids into white slavery for 50 grand. <laughs> the house always wins. <laughs> what a scam. Or it's where somebody asks you to invest money. In a fiddle? Oh, no, it can just be in anything. And then when they ask for the return on their investment, you start furiously masturbating. <laughs> And assume that most people just walk away from that situation. (laughs) The trick is to make them feel so awkward that they don't even care about the investment anymore. (laughs) At first, just start fiddling with yourself. Just start fiddling. And then work into furious masturbation. And it is a gamble. Hence why it's a gambling trick. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have a guess on the fiddling game? They hide the cards in a violin. Or you know how like they have like the chick who's for good luck next to the gambler? And like, yeah, maybe she's rubbing his leg, but picking his pocket. Or the devil comes down and says, I reckon I can play fiddle better than you. It only backfired on one kid. <laughs> it only has to fail once. Wow, this is a big one. It's yeah, a pigeon drop technique. I don't know what a pigeon drop technique is, but I feel really cool that I'm involved in this. One is going into a restaurant with shabby clothes, eating and claiming to have left his wallet at home. Oh, so basically someone borrows a bunch of money and says, I'm a musician, I don't have any money on me, but I'll tell you what, I'll leave you my fiddle or violin and you can keep it until I pay you back and then you can give it back. Like, obviously I need my violin, I'm a musician but he's not a musician and the the violin's just worth like 10 bucks or something like that you've given them a piece of crap and said this is everything to me and then <clears throat> that person leaves says i'll be right back that's my collateral another person comes in and goes oh my god that violin is worth so much money i will buy that off him here's my card and off they go you call him then obviously the poor man the guy who left the violin comes in and goes i don't have the money you're just gonna have to take my violin and they think that that's a good deal so they take it then they're left with a crappy 10 dollar violin that's a good scam. We should try that. I figure rather than doing it with a violin, you'd probably do better doing it with jewelry to get a shitty ring. Something that looks expensive but isn't. Like costume jewelry. Apparently it was on an episode of Better Call Saul. They did a lot of uh, episodes where they did scams. I'm surprised not more of these. Oh, the Kennedy Half Dollar. Did you see that one? Kennedy Half Dollar. First minted in 1964 is a 50 cent coin currently issued by the United States Mint intended as a memorial to the assassinated President John F. Kennedy. It was authorized by Congress just over a month after his death. Use of existing works by mint sculptures, da da da. The point is he faces the wrong way. The scam is there was a few of them where he was facing the wrong way and there's a whole story you give to why he was facing east, not west or something. And only so many of these coins. It's a commemorative coin which has John F. Kennedy's face on it. Most people wouldn't have seen one, but they know they exist. So he has to face left but you say oh they all face right but this one faces left because it's mint condition it's worth thousand dollars or something and you convince them to buy it and it turns out it's just a penny see i wonder if 
you could play that scam on a secondhand store. You go in with something that's kind of useless. And so like you would bring in something useless, like a useless piece of jewelry and put it down on the counter and like try and sell it. And that'd give you their price. And then you would just say, oh, I got to go get something from the car and leave it there. And in that time I'd see it and go to the guy and go like, oh, you, you selling this? I'll give you like 500 bucks for it. Whoa. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I'll sort it out. And so you go back and go like, look, I don't know if I want to do it for the price that we did it at. Well, I'll give this guy 400 bucks for this. I'm going to sell it now. And then I do it. My card's declined. I'm like, oh, give me a second. It's going to go to the bank and I'll come back and I'll I'll buy this. And you never And do. then never see me again. <laughs> and we just scammed him for something. I like that we're looking at all these like cons and scams. Like, oh, this is what horrible people have done. They're taking advantage of old people and Matt. <laughs> and all we've really done is come together with a bunch of ideas for how we can also scam people. <laughs> We're trying to add our own scams. Yeah, I want the wiki review scam to be on the Wikipedia page. It says this was used in an episode of the TV show Hustle. And it's like, all right, if the TV show is called Hustle, I assume that that marking is on 90% of these things. <laughs> Which I actually have seen the show Hustle. It's an English show. And is it's it all e- about scamming? It is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> Aptly named. It's not a misdirection at all. <laughs> it's about a group of scammers and guess what they do? They scam. <laughs> and every episode is a new scam that they do. And they do actually use legitimate scams. So I assume most of these would be on there. Like I said, I've seen a little, but not much. Who's who? A who's who scam? It's very short, so I like it. Yeah, well, this is under the spurious, spurious qualification or endorsements. Operators of fraudulent who's who directories would offer listings of or membership to purchasers who are often unaware of the low rates the directories in question are consulted. What? What? Is that kind of like the scam I tried to do at the start where I was trying to sell people subscriptions to Wiki Review, even though it's free? You just did a who's who scam. Cool. Cool. My scam, that's gone full circle now. It's finally, yeah, now we're confused by the scam, even though you perpetrated it perfectly. Cool. Well, yeah, full circle. Do we end the episode now? I guess so. That's... Nah, we probably still got a little bit of time left. I'm sure we have to, yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep going. You don't have to keep listening, but we do. As <laughs> yeah. long as you give us... The- it's all downhill from here. If you're still listening at this point, just you need to insert another $50 into your... Shit, how do we do this? Um, transfer money. Transfer to... I don't know. Just just give me money. I don't have enough enthusiasm or uh, integrity to be a scam artist. So what else have we got? The who's who was a letdown. We're still not sure what it is. Is it your turn now? Uh, let's have a look. Oh, uh, Beijing tea. Okay. What, they're going to sell you tea that they say is worth a lot? Because how is Beijing... Is it Taiwan that they're... No, what are they funny with? Is Beijing somewhere that thinks that they're separate to... What's the one that thinks that they're separate to China? That's Taiwan. That's Taiwan, yeah. They think they're separate. That's this is your <laughs> understanding of Yeah, there's this part of China that thinks they're separate, <laughs> but not really. No, there's a whole US Navy between the two, Ben. <laughs> They're trying to be but, separate despite China's best efforts. Yeah, everyone basically thinks that they're the same as China, though. Well, first off, you're thinking of Tibet. <laughs> is oh, it Tibet? Tibet's, um, oh, it's the same sort of deal. Yeah, it is, because I know someone called Trump and blah, blah. I don't know. <laughs> it was something that I didn't know about until Til TV comedians talked about it. <laughs> and even now, I'm still sketchy. Now, Tibet's owned by China because no one stopped them. Taiwan is not owned by China because America... And is Beijing the, the capital city of China, isn't it? I'm going to say yes but I honestly don't know it's either the capital or it's like Sydney is to Australia you know people think Sydney's the capital of Australia just because who the hell's ever heard of Canberra I assume that we can't guess this one because we don't even really know what Beijing is I know what T is and I bet that's got nothing to do with it alright <laughs> we don't know what Beijing is <laughs> we could google them it's a variation of a clip joint 
Hey, good thing we read that one first. So the Beijing tea scam is a famous variant of the clip joint scam practiced in and around Beijing, aptly named, and some other large Chinese cities. The artists, usually female and working in pairs, will approach tourists and try to make friends. After chatting, they will suggest a trip to see a tea... Okay, so it's like the same thing as the clip joint, where you bring them in to some sleazy place and sell them cheap crap for really expensive. But instead of it being a sleazy place, it's a tea ceremony. So in other words, you get completely scammed and you don't even get to see any boobs. Thanks, China. Not only that, this has got another level to it too, where you go in with these people and it charges $100 a head and they just pay for themselves. But they work for the place, so they get that same $100 back to pay for the next time. And act like it's normal. So it's like, oh yeah, it's worth it. So if you're with a group of people and you go to a place and they're like, it's $100 a head and everyone else just gets out $100 and pays it without making a fuss, then you're not going to make a fuss. Exactly. Because you don't want to be the one stingy bastard who's like, $100 a head. We already paid. You got to come in. It's kind of like when you go to a club and you get in and you find out there's a cover charge, but all your friends have already just paid and are inside Mm. and you're like, oh shit shit now i gotta pay can't believe all my friends are in on this beijing tea scam on me (laughs) don't they know it's a clip joint (laughs) (laughs) fake casting agency scam actually i think i may have lied about the two times that i've been scammed i have been scammed more because i've actually been done with this one jesus really sort of prone to these scams as it turns out wasn't your original last name mark (laughs) but then you lost your last name in a scam (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say that what happened to me was a scam. I definitely don't want to say that because if I say it's a scam, then I can't legally say that it was, it was the Australian Casting Agency. I want to make sure I get this name right. <laughs> <laughs> no, what the basic idea of what they got me to do in this legitimate business transaction <laughs> is I went for an interview and they said like, oh, they can get me jobs as extras and stuff like that. And this is a good way to get started into acting and stuff. Cause you know, I wanted to get into that. And they just wanted me to get some photos done from their people. Which you had to pay to get done? About 300 bucks. And I only got one time where I got called by them. And I did this job for them where we were advertising this Hamlet play where I had to have my face in this like white makeup that was horrible and walk around the city saying Hamlet was coming. So you didn't actually do a acting job. You did an advertising job. And they said that I could either get $60 at the end of that or free tickets to the Hamlet show. So you took the 60 bucks? Yeah. So I gave my <laughs> bank details to get the $60. And I don't want to say that they're not going to pay me. <laughs> they haven't paid me yet. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. I did call them up and ask them at one stage. And they said they are having trouble in their accounting department at the moment. To which I answered, you had no trouble in your accounting department when I had to pay you money. <laughs> I don't know if that is a scam. I think that's just poorly. First off, if you know anything about the entertainment industry and acting and anyone who wants to be in movies or any kind of stage theater, that's about typical. Pay the money for the, the headshots and then nothing happens, mainly because who the fuck are we? Why would they care? That's not really how it works. When no one says to you, give me money and I'll give you a job. Yeah, that's a scam. Thinking. Usually if someone thinks that they can make money off you, 
then they're willing to yeah. invest in it. When they say, we'll take photos of you for 300 bucks, just go, oh no, I've got a guy for that. See what happens. Don't give them another $300, Ben. No, I'm done with them. <laughs> yeah, they haven't called me or offered me any other work since. And I don't think they're aware that I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I hope Angry. not, because I don't want them to listen to this. <laughs> just people who are thinking of using them. What are they going to do? Get mad and pay you? Yeah, here's your 60 bucks. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky wheel gets the grease. I probably would shut up about it then, considering yeah. how little I talk about it now anyway. Let's um, look at the pigeon drop, because it said something about pigeon drop earlier. Oh, the sting! I love that movie. So they get you to put your money in a safe and then swap the safe? Could be a briefcase or whatever. Like, I'm looking after some money. So, you know, if you put your money in there, I'll look after it too. And then all the money disappears. What's that scam that the police do <laughs> where they... Law enforcement? <laughs> no, where they send out to a bunch of people who have arrest warrants for them. They oh, yeah, send the, out like, congratulations, a- you've won a new boat. You've got a free TV. Come and collect. And then when they come and collect and they're asked to bring IDs so they can show it, they just actually arrest them. And then you just get fined or whatever and they make you pay on the spot. I don't know what to call that, but I guess it could be, you just refer to that as the pigeon drop. The stool pigeon drop. It's a pig and a poke. (laughs) Cat's out of the bag now. Predatory journals? That sounds mean. A number of predatory journals target academics to solicit manuscripts for publication. The journals charge high publication fees, but do not perform the functions of legitimate academic journals. If you're a scientist or a doctor and you need to publish like a medical thing, if you want to be considered a real doctor, you have to publish things in medical journals. Generally speaking, you can only get that done if you pay the money to do it. But this is where like I'd say to people, hey, yeah, man, I'm a medical journal give me some money and I'll publish your thing. Well, that's the thing with where media is at the moment. I could pay some place to let me write an article to talk about podcasts in Australia and Australian podcasts and particularly highlight wiki review and how good it is and to pass that off as news. There's a word for it. Instead of an article, it's an article. Basically, it's an ad, but it's put out as news. John Safran, when he was in his band Rath Recordial, Hmm. because if you've ever watched anything by John Saffron, you will have heard of Raspberry Cordial because he never shuts up about it because he was a 14-year-old Jewish white kid rapping. How he did it was he performed in a concert. He then got onto the local free magazine. They're all different, but what do they call them here? MX or whatever. Now, those articles are all done by unpaid people who are just happy to review things. You know, they're budding journalists or whatever, so they do movie reviews, concert reviews. So you write your own review and you give it to the magazine and they will publish it. And then suddenly you've got all these great media reviews about yourself. Can we do that? Oh, we could. We should be doing this, shouldn't we? I mean, if we could be asked. Because that'd be fun. I think the listeners, we could read our article that we wrote for it on the podcast. <laughs> See how far we can get it done. Then, this will um, probably be something that I give up immediately after we start recording. But yeah, I mean, we'll try and get an article in something. I'm 100% sincere about this, but I'll probably forget about it within the next five seconds. <laughs> Ooh, promotional check. What's that about? <laughs> That's a good idea. Adam ruins everything. You've seen that show. Yeah. He got in a medical journal published the script for that episode and he had a guy come on and said like he released an article titled chocolate is good for you and they managed to get it on tv people actually went and this just in the news apparently chocolate's good for you there's an article released in a medical journal and it's all about how to do that you just have a buzzword like that how many times have you heard did you know that there's a new thing apparently wine has all these benefits for you oh did you know that cigarettes can help you in a lot of ways you're an idiot they always say those studies where it's like 
like if you have two glasses of wine a day or something like that, like if you're an occasional drinker, you're more healthy than someone who doesn't drink at all. And there is actually a very good reason for that, that most people tend to drink occasionally, but the people who don't drink usually are because of health reasons or they used to be a raging alcoholic. People who have bad health usually don't drink. It's not because they don't drink. So the statistics are skewed. Yes. Yes, there are people who don't drink aren't into drinking but they're in the vast minority most people who don't drink have a story connected to it and it's never fun to hear that you've met these guys don't ever bring up drinking in front of this guy the next two hours of your life will be him bragging and then crying (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you I used to drink all the time you couldn't keep up with me I was the man flash forward an hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) and then I found my dog dead and my wife left me and I wasn't even wearing pants just one of those stupid statistics yeah. that just got caught in the lexicon. Sobriety's for quitters. <laughs> lexicon, good word. My word of the day. Ooh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been really difficult to work that into, into conversation. conversation. Yesterday it was and. That was simple. Uh, I just needed to talk about two things. It was verbaceous. <laughs> Shit, that's tomorrow's word. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rip deal. Yeah. Something to do with death, maybe? or you That just rip- sounds like someone who's just like, it's a deal where you get ripped off. <laughs> we just rip them off. I reckon it's like the somehow make the person rip your clothes or something and make them pay for a suit that you wrecked yourself, if I had to guess. Okay, so what is it? The rip deal is a swindle. I love they use all the cool words. Very popular in Europe. They're all popular in Europe. I'm starting to think that Europe is just a scammy place. Is there a difference between a swindle and a scam? Are they like technically different? Like a trick and an illusion? Oh, there might be. Only to like people in the scam community. If you were to talk to a scam artist, they'd be like, I don't deal in swindles. I only do scams, okay? I'm not mainstream like that. I'm not one of those swindlers and grifters. Ugh. Don't even get me started. The flim flam man. I'm old school. I'm all about the swindle. Isn't flim flam just bullshit? Like if you're completely making well, I guess everything here is bullshit I thought one. it was just rhyming slang for scam yeah, flim flam scam I have no idea all of it's just bullshit it's essentially a pigeon drop they're all the same it's just layers. read pigeon drop and that's just all of it you basically get sold a bunch of stuff that's crap. It's basically a deal where you get ripped off. They usually like to add this under the table thing or that it's illegal so you won't get the police involved. That's where it comes undone so that you're a bit protected by it. If you can lure them in to do something bad, then it's kind of their fault. You have to break your moral code in order to be scammed. If you were an upstanding person who didn't do the wrong thing, you can't be scammed for some of these. <laughs> no, you can scam honest people. You can make fake charities. That would scam honest people. If anything, scamming honest people is actually ridiculously easier than scamming dishonest people because dishonest people might understand the that game. you might be trying to scam them. Honest people will be like, nah, they're probably legitimate. I'd just like to take this opportunity to anyone out there who'd like to donate to the Wiki Review charity. It helps children get new shoes. I don't know. I, I need new shoes and whatever else I need to buy. We're all someone's children, right? Yeah, by children, we don't mean minors. <laughs> Not children in the traditional sense, more children of God. To qualify as a child, you just must have a parent, parent. living or deceased. You have to have at some point been born in however possible You'd have to be alive. And we elect the children that will be selected. Yeah, we do it on a one-by-one basis, or in this case, just two people and that's it. And we can't nominate ourselves, but we can nominate each other. (laughs) Ben doesn't get that I'm going to scam him. Good. He's going to nominate me, and then I'm going to nominate my brother who's going to then give it to me. What I don't know is that Ben's in it on it with my brother, and he's going to give the (laughs) money to Ben. 
so many but levels. What I don't know is your brother's going to scam me and then fuck both of us over <laughs> and just leave with the money and we get nothing. We did all the effort and he walks away with it. Damn it. Why did we get so greedy? <laughs> Took Flew too, too close to the sun. <laughs> we icarus it. Nobody knows what something is worth. Like if someone said like, I'll exchange your money for this currency and then they told you the wrong exchange rate. You don't know what the exchange rate is. It's true. You don't it's know whatever they say it is. I only found out the other day, like a Hong Kong dollar is like six cents Australian. Mm. If someone came up to me and said, could you exchange like a thousand Hong Kong dollars for a hundred bucks? I'd be like, this is a great deal. I'd be ripped off. It doesn't even sound plausible. Also just <clears> to end that rip deal. Like I said earlier with the rip deal, when they get to the end of the deal, to rip the person off, it's done through either sleight of hand or violence. So it's like I said, just hit him over the back of the head with a pipe. There are some scams where it's like, they'll try and scam you, but if you don't buy in the scam, they'll just beat you up and take your wallet. Look, we tried to do it by the mind, but you were too smart for us. We'll give you that. So we just kicked the crap out of him. What I'd like to think is, as these guys are kicking the crap out of someone, like to take their wallet, you know, this is a lot easier than the whole scam. <laughs> do you think we've been overthinking this? Remember hearing of an ATM scam where they'll have a faulty ATM machine and you put your card in there and it's swallows it and then someone will come out to you and say thousand bucks get your card back usually it's done in a foreign country so if like you're in India or something yeah, like that someone do? will do it like you can't just go down to your bank to get another card you need that card so you can survive you don't know anyone in India so you just gotta pay the thousand bucks to get it back but how can you pay that thousand bucks when you don't have your card well they let you withdraw money if you give a thousand bucks to them I've also heard ones where they put a fake ATM in front of the ATM or they put a little sleeve into where you put your card in so it reads your card and they get all your details and and they can watch you put your pin in. That's very technologically advanced. They reckon what you're supposed to do is where you put your card in, before you do, just grab it and try and wiggle it a bit. If it feels like it's coming off, don't put your card in there and go tell the bank that either their machine is damaged or something's been put on the front. Because usually the machine is really solidly built where with your hand, you can't rip off the thing that's on the front. So if you can rip it off, then it's not real. Out of all the objects that are created these days, ATM machines are pretty solid. They're mm. like mini banks. Some of them even put on little things on the front to stop those devices being put on. There's a green piece of plastic that has these lumps on it. If you wiggle that, you can't pull it off, but that's put on there to stop anyone being able to put on because it's circular and it's got all these bumps on it so you can't easily slip anything on. When they started figuring out that people could reach their hands up vending machines, so they put in that extra little shelf thing, so you need to bend like like a nine iron to get it. Don't ask me how I know. There's too many of these weird robot vending machines these days. Like you ever get one where you go to get a Coke and an arm comes up, grabs it, puts it on a little platform that moves it across to a slot and conveyor belts it to where you are. It's a good show, but... <laughs> Ooh, dinner and a show. Sometimes it's unnecessary. The frustrating vending machines are the ones with the spirals. Always paranoid my thing's going to get stuck. And then the next person's going to get two. And that's what really burns me up. The idea that I'm not going to get it or I have to pay twice. Though those are the vending machines where you often do get two. Sometimes you get none, sometimes you get two. With the correct amount of rocking, yes, you will get everything for free. They always feel like they're the easiest one to rip off. Though it is the most paranoid you get because you look at the code and you like triple check that. You're like, I want this Twix and I 
want the bag of lifesavers falling down or something. Like, <laughs> I don't want those healthy looking weird chip things made out of macrobiotics or something. What's a glim dropper? It's like a gumdrop, but it's glim. It's a variation of the fiddle game. Haha, <laughs> more pedophiles. What was the fiddle game again? I know we read this like a very little time ago. I know, well, we got distracted talking about molestation. Yeah, that's where you get the violin yeah, the and violin's sell it. Worth that's right. So instead of it being a violin. Yeah, it's when it's not a violin. <laughs> the fiddle game, it specifically has to be a violin, but if it's a cello, then, then it's, it's a, a glim dropper. dropper. <laughs> <laughs> it requires several accomplices, one of whom must be a one eyed man. <laughs> That's very specific. Can he just be pretending or does he really have to have the one eye? No, he's lost his glass eye. Well, you could fake that, but I mean, we sit here going, that's a bit ridiculous. It doesn't have to be. But somewhere out there, there's a guy or a girl who is missing an eye. Like, oh my God, that's my scam. Finally, I can be a scam artist. He offers a reward and then he leaves and then you find it, but you try and rope someone in on this and say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the glass eye because I got to head out of town. Do you just give me my heart? for the reward. In fact, they say 250. So you make it even less than that. So you're like, look, we found the glass eye. Give it to him for a thousand. I don't know how much glass eyes are worth though. Mm. That no one does. That's why a glass eye is perfect. And that's why jewelry is perfect as well. Because no one knows how much it's worth. If I mm. showed you any of these things and put it down and just like how much for it, you don't know. No idea. Not even close. Couldn't even ballpark. Glass eye could cost a thousand dollars. It could. Because even if you're like, isn't that bitch much for a glass eye? And they go, oh, but it's specifically made by this certain maker. And, and it has to fit you. It's like getting prescription glasses and you know with an eye you'd go all out I mean logically you could argue that and make sense to you there are certain things where you don't know how much it costs when it comes to jewellery I know that it would cost me a lot but if I was to sell it it'd cost nothing because that's how jewellery works it's <clears throat> really expensive to get it's really cheap to get rid of you can't sell it for a lot of money it's not worth anything once you own it even if you're building a house you don't know how much a lot of that stuff costs so there are a lot of builders and tradies who can just just like add a little to it. Because even something as simple as carpeting a house. Like you don't know how much carpeting a house costs. So you know that you're basically going to get in some carpet salesman who's just going to say some magic number to you. And you're like, well, I don't know. Are you ripping me off? That's all you can do. Are you ripping me off? I assure you, I would never do that. You basically figure in your head, whatever he says, I'll say, can you do it for about 10 or 15% less? (laughs) (laughs) If he says yes to that, I'll agree. But let's face it. If he says no, I'm probably going to agree anyway. Here's one that's actually even just a spinoff of that again, which is the lottery fraud by proxy. You've heard of this one, haven't you? Where you've won the lottery, but you need someone else to collect it for you? Yes. You can also have it where you find a ticket with somebody. You're sitting at a bar with somebody and you say to them, hey, is that a lottery ticket there? And go, hey, wouldn't it be funny if it's a winner? And then you check it and you have it rigged to look fake so it actually is a winner. You go, shit, we won, man. We won. We won't include them. You've got to be very insistent that you want to split the money with them. Number one thing in scams is to make someone think that they're scamming you. Oh my God, he thinks that I'm involved in this. What an idiot. Because I have heard one that's a really good explanation is you say to the person going, well, look, I have some unpaid fines, so I actually have an arrest warrant out for me. You need to do it, and I can't be included. It needs to be just your name on there. Hmm. Look, I need to know that I can trust you. I mean, I don't want you walking off with this, okay? I'm trusting you. What can you give me as collateral? And then what are you going to do? You're going to give them everything you've got. Here's my car. Here's my watch. Here's my money. Get all the cash out of the ATM. Well, if someone says to you, look, here's a lottery ticket for $10 million. We'll split it five million each, so you get five million dollars. I just want a thousand dollars as collateral. You're talking about five million dollars here. Do you think you really care? And you're like, I could screw this guy and take the whole ten million and just leave him with this petty little thousand (laughs) dollars. 
<laughs> until you find out it's worthless because it's all perspective making them think that they're scamming you and they have the power and they're gonna give you money that's where you always have to step back and go, wait you want me to give you money that's the trick right there oh but I'm gonna get more money later no <laughs> always make themselves sound like they're more vulnerable in the deal that you could easily be the one scamming them but they're trusting you whenever someone says I'm trusting you really it means that you're trusting them it was in Matchstick Men the Nicolas Cage movie which oh, he plays yeah, a con yeah. man did you ever watch that? I did watch that yeah he's like a germaphobe or something yes there we go yeah yeah I did see that spoilers the whole scam where his daughter isn't actually his daughter the whole movie is a scam <laughs> happening I don't think I remember the end of that so you did kind of spoil it for me you weren't going to watch it again. That's and nobody who hasn't watched that movie yet was not going, damn it, I was waiting to watch Matchstick Men. <laughs> In fact, if anything, you're more likely to see it now that you've heard that. It's a Nicolas Cage movie, so you already know how you feel about the movie before you see it. It's 2003. <laughs> so is it a spoiler if the movie came out 14 years ago? Nearly 15 years ago. Now. I was just... Oh, no, September. So yeah, just over. I was just about to watch that. I rented it from the video store just yesterday and I was saving it for when I got home. Yet you know how that's a scam? What <laughs> video store did you go to, Garth? <laughs> I think you're being scammed. Give us money for this DVD and return it. You'll come back, it'll be gone and you've got this worthless DVD. Video stores now are vending machines and I would be willing to wager that you could not find one that had a copy of Matchstick Men. <laughs> <laughs> that had music by Hans Zimmer. What did he do? He did something. I think he did the f- some Family Guy music. Did he have something to do with Star Wars? Oh no, was he Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't know. He was someone. I know he did some sound soundtrack that was epic yeah the matchstick man one and Ridley Scott is the guy who directed it who's the alien guy this is very different yeah this doesn't seem like his kind of genre Ridley Scott's a guy right yes because uh, I always think because Ripley was the name of the character the female character in Aliens hmm. so whenever someone says Ridley Scott I go oh yeah I remember her wasn't that Sigourney Weaver <laughs> no it's this old guy here yeah he's Sigourney Weaver right <laughs> Uh, Sir Ridley Scott Really? He got Sir? He got knighted They should have taken that off him after Prometheus (laughs) That's a spoiler alert I'm not going to apologise for either (laughs) Spoiler alert It's Have you seen Prometheus? Yes. It is just, it's terrible. It was clever in the advertising because they went out of their way and said, it's not a sequel to Aliens. It's not a sequel to Aliens. I know what you think, but it's not a sequel to Aliens. And everyone, including me, went, oh, so it's a sequel to Aliens? Then I saw it, I'm like, how has that got anything to do with aliens? The thing that I couldn't get over is this was like a multi-billion dollar mission. I think they like go into it that it costs hundreds of billions of dollars. And it's like, this is the best crew you could get. This is a bunch of bumbling fuckheads. (laughs) This is all you got? Like they had the stoner dude. You're smoking pot and out of space? (laughs) (laughs) A place where oxygen is like this precious resource how they oxygenate. If you were to light a flame in there, the whole place burns up. Mm. One line of dialogue to fix that so that we can ensure this guy smokes bongs. (laughs) It just seemed like a stupid gimmicky thing to chuck into the movie that really just detracted from it completely. It's like, you're a scientist, motherfucker. Just stop it. That's when marketing gets their hands on something and wrecks it. All right, we need to get the stoner market in. We need to get the aliens market in. All right, let's put a stoner in there and say it's not a sequel. Make millions off these idiots. Yeah, you know there are some, like, teenage kids who are sitting going like oh, did you see that dude smoking weed in space man it was yeah, awesome that, that would so be us <laughs> <laughs> we're so cool just like him 
I do find that hilarious about stoner humour in that every stoner character is some idiot who can't remember anything, can't do anything, completely useless. Everyone who watches that goes, yes, stoners are like that. That's pretty funny. And every stoner who watches that goes, that's so awesome. It's just like me. (laughs) I totally do that. No one seems to get that that's an insulting thing. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what a jam auction is. In this scam, the confidence artists poses as a retail sales promoter representing a manufacturer distributor or set of stores the scam requires assistance to manage the purchases and money exchanges while the pitch man keeps the energy level up passers-by are enticed to gather and listen to the pitch man standing near a mass of appealing products the trickster entices by referring to the high-end products but claims to be following rules that must start with smaller items okay so you have to buy something small to then get something big. You know how I said earlier in the podcast that I'd been scammed twice and then it turned out I'd been scammed three times? And probably I'm realizing that I've probably been scammed way more times in my life. Ben, no. The jam auction? You're shitting me. was the second one that I got involved in. (laughs) The hell, man? We were living over in London at the time. London's just full of this, isn't it? Yeah, so walking past this storefront, and I remember my eye got caught by this little portable DVD player, 10 pounds. And that's like 20 bucks. And yep. I was like, fuck yeah. And so I go in and this- And also, we should also point in, this was back in the day when those were really expensive. Like now you can probably buy one for 10 bucks. Yeah. It probably comes free with a real piece of technology. So I've walked in and gone, well, I'll see what this place is about. And they're doing like this weird little auction thing. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'll probably auction it off. And so there's a lot of hype and the guy's putting on a good show and he starts doing bids on these little packages. And I remember thinking it was weird because in the packages they had videotapes. <laughs> and I'm just like, videotapes? Like most people don't own a VCR these days. Like this is as VCRs are just coming out of fashion. So I'm like, yeah, maybe it's just the crap they sell at the beginning. And I remember at one stage they do ask you for five pounds. Take out five pounds. If you're willing to hold that out and gamble it on this, then you'll get a thing. And I remember I was one of the people who took the five pounds out and they give every Everyone who gave five pounds, they gave a little radio pen thing, which seemed all right. But when you got it home, it was shitty and it never worked once. (laughs) Basically, they gave you a pen. Oh, well, the pen didn't really work that well either. (laughs) It really did not work as a pen or a radio. They claimed both and it was neither. But then the genius thing they do is after they've got all the people who've paid the five dollars for the pen, they tell everyone else, if you didn't put up the five bucks, go. We're not going to let you buy anything. You're done. Those people bought their right to continue in this auction. So So everyone left and the only people they're left with are people who've already given them money. Ah. And then later they'll ask you to gamble on something else where they say instead of five to ten this time. And then all the people take out ten knowing that if they don't take out the ten they're going to get kicked out. And they've already put down five pounds and they haven't got anything. So you got to keep in. Did they tell you what you get if you put ten pounds out? No. It's a surprise. You need to know. Yeah, we left after the ten pounds. And yeah, it never came up. They never auctioned the little DVD player or anything. All the little display items that they had, they never brought them up on stage once. <laughs> they were just in the window to get you in the door. If you're not going to sell the thing, you can basically put like a new iPhone out there and go four bucks and people will come in to check out the $4 iPhone. It's like, you never sell it. So I've been scammed at least three times that I know of. Well, it's only five pounds. You've only been scammed for a little bit. And some of it was someone else's money, so I don't care. <laughs> well, i got to be honest, I'm a little wary about going into any kind of scams with you, Ben. I'm pretty sure they will backfire on us. <laughs> it turns out I'm not very very savvy. <laughs> ben the Mark Graw. Wait, one more. One more. What's rain making? I reckon this is what farm 
drums get scammed with where people say that they can do things to make it rain. Like they promise to release some chemical or do a rain dance. It doesn't matter what they do. They right. promise to do a thing that will equal rain. It also could be if you went into a strip club and <laughs> you made it rain and you were just throwing money all over these girls and they're just dancing all over you because you're just throwing the money. And then when they go to pick up the money, they find out that all of it's just fake and you print it on your printer at home. Oh, genius. <laughs> like it looks like you're just throwing money at them and they're just like, this guy's rich. He's just throwing money. So they just do anything for you and then find out later money's worthless. Although I'm willing to bet you pull it out, you start throwing the money and they're like, that's fake. And before the money's even hit the ground, some bouncer has punched you in the face and thrown you out. But I spent a lot of money getting those fakes to look as real as possible. I lost a lot of money in this transaction. So let's find out. Okay, rainmaking is a simple scam in which the trickster promises to use their power or influence over a complex system to make it do something favorable for the mark. Classically, this was promising to make it rain, but modern examples include getting someone's app featured on an app store, obtaining pass marks in a university entrance exam. If someone contacted us and said, I can get your podcast on the iTunes homepage. So when people click on podcast, it will go number one podcast mm. wiki review, which let's face it, if that happened, that would be a fuck ton more downloads for us. That would be epically awesome for us. So someone promising to do that for a small fee and we pay it hoping to become successful. Did you ever see those ads for computer guys who promised we'd get you on the first page of Google? Does that mean it was a scam? Yes. Ah! Yeah, that wasn't real. Good thing I had nothing to sell. Some people knew some tricks. Google is changing its formula all the time mm. and they keep it secret so no one actually knows how it works and they keep that deliberate so people can't manipulate it. Back in the old days when search engines first started, really simple to manipulate because you'd see those people where they would just type in a bunch of buzzwords. Mm. Like they'd type in every celebrity's name, bunch of new movies, like controversial topics and that would be just a list of everything that might be searched and the file would just be their own music that they made and so that's how people used to manipulate it but now search engines have gotten around that that's why you don't see it so much anymore but people say like yeah we can manipulate it so if someone searches podcasts the first podcast that comes up is wiki review apparently there's something we can do that would make that happen it's only a scam if they can't do that obviously making it rain if you're that stupid you deserve to give them your money no wonder you're a failing farmer. See, we could do a rainmaking thing with people where we say, if you want us to do your Wikipedia page and review it very highly, just give us money. And Which, then, yeah, we could, if you have a Wikipedia page that you want to plug, if you pay us, yeah, take bribes. If you haven't noticed, our rating system is complete bullshit. <laughs> and does not change anything. Speaking of which... <laughs> <laughs> ben, what did you think of this page? What legitimate rating will I give this page? <laughs> How many different scams did they have on here? Did I get that right? 50 yeah, that sounds right. Oh, like a deck of cards. 52, like a deck of cards. So yeah, I'll give my rating out of 52 because there are apparently 52 different scams, which I'm sure there are some that haven't made the list. This can't be all of them, right? What I like too is that they all seem to cross over each other. They're all just different versions of the same thing. They're all basically the pigeon drop. <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably give this a really high one. I'd probably go 49 out of 52. Wow. Because I really like it. I, I really like when we do these list ones. I mean, I know you do too. That's why you like picking pretty much every pick of yours is like, hey Ben, I found this list that we can review. <laughs> View. When we started, we said, we'll try some things and then we'll just do lists of stuff, right? Who doesn't love lists? 
So next time it's my choice and then after that I'm sure we're doing a list of something else. (laughs) (laughs) If I have my way, yes we will until you stop me. I have a list of lists. (laughs) It's like we just did that episode for the list of pseudoscience And you're just like, everything we should do should either be pseudoscience or lists We learn so much from this, don't we? We learned that Ben is a definite mark I am (laughs) Apparently he gets ripped off all the time Stop giving people money (laughs) Be like me, be broke and unable to be scammed I'm the unscammable You can scam me all you want You're just going to probably end up poorer (laughs) than when you started Because I've got nothing to take So what was your rating? I'm going to give this a scamola of a possible pigeon drop because I liked it but it all kind of seemed to be the same thing over and over again they're all pigeon drops but this is just a, a flim flam of a scam kind of thing it's scam ola <laughs> not definitely a scam it's good but it's not great I'm happy with it I'm glad we looked at it I learned a lot about scamming I like was, the cat in the bag thing that was pretty cool we let the cat out of the bag about the expression about the cat out of the bag yeah you're all welcome by the way yeah you were meant to think it was a pig apparently who would have thought that hey if you want to know where a cat of the bag came about You just got to know about pig in a poke. What? (laughs) It was nice. I learned some stuff. I was just hoping there'd be some more like intricate scams that we'd look at and it'd be like, wow, that was amazing that someone could pull that off. But it all basically comes down to, hey, dude, if you give me money, you'll get a benefit. Oh, really? I'll give you some money. I do like that we started this episode by going, I mean, you'd have to be an idiot to fall for this. No one would fall for any of these things. You did. And um, I know some... (laughs) Have you fallen for any scams, do you reckon? Nothing that I can think of. I'm really cheap. Money doesn't leave my hand very readily. So do you think we should do a quick rattle off of the name of every single scam that's on here all right let's go through it so people can hear what we missed and what we did yes yeah, so the ones we didn't didn't do yes and you can look into it on your own time on the list of confidence ah that it's at the links in the show description just click that those observant people can realize that if you look into the show notes you can actually get a link to the wikipedia page that we are reviewing at that week and plus if they did that then they might actually read the notes the little notes that i put in that just make no sense whatsoever well you went to all the effort of it i don't know if anyone actually reads it <laughs> I read it. That's all that matters. I read it too. I enjoy it. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Salting. Spanish prisoner. Grandparent scam. Romance scam. Fortune telling fraud. Pig in the poke. Oh, cat in the back. Thai gems. White van speakers. Iraqi diner. Badger game. Bogus dry cleaning bill scam. Clip joint. Coin matching game. Fraudulent collection agency. Bogus or fraudulent law firms. Insurance fraud. Fiddle game. Glim dropper. Lottery fraud by proxy. Three card monty diploma mill vanity publications and awards who's who scam world luxury association fake antivirus phishing fake support call art student bar bill scam beijing tea big store change raising fake casting agent scam (laughs) that's you ben phony job offer scam fraudulent directory solicitations jam auction shut up (laughs) (laughs) money exchange mystery shopping pigeon drop boom i got the big one predatory journals promotional check psychic surgery rain making recovery room rental scams deal unsolicited goods wedding planner scam blessing scam pay up or be arrested scam public transport ticket control scam dropped wallet scam all right we might wrap it up there I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. I hope everyone's had fun learning these tricks of the trade. And try and scam Ben at some point in the future. Yeah, it's really easy. He doesn't have any money left, (laughs) but yeah, have a go. All the scammers got it. See you guys. See ya.
email us at wikireviewpodcasts at gmail.com. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum, provided by our buddy DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw.